In this episode, my guest Karen Batsillis and I are bringing you a practical guide to turning your property goals into a reality. And it's kind of interesting timing because if you're listening to the show in real time, it's the start of December and we're sort of coming up onto that time of the year, coming up into a new year soon. Um, and that's the time of the year when people often set goals. And what I've noticed lately is a lot of people are setting property goals. They're wanting to upgrade. They're wanting to look into property investment. And I don't know if it's anything to do with, you know, the COVID situation that we've all experienced in 2020, but a lot of people are really focused on property. But you know what? If you're not listening to this episode in real time, that's okay. You can set goals any time of the year. And Karen and I are going to take you through how to set those goals, your property goals, and then how to actually achieve those goals. Really practical episode today. Now, the reason I invited Karen on the show is because she's an experienced financial advisor. Her business is Your Life and Money Matters. So really looking forward to getting into the episode. But before I do that, I want to let you know that Karen is, Karen Batsillis is a financial advisor, as I said, from Your Life and Money Matters and um, an authorized representative of Avalon FS. And anything that Karen talks about today is of a general nature and not to be used as personal advice. So don't get your personal advice from a podcast, people. (laughs) This is general information, valuable general information. But for personalized advice when it comes to finances and property, you want to speak to a professional. So Karen, for example, or Carl Violetta, my husband, mortgage broker from Violetta Finance, uh, you know, at a buyer's advocate. We've spoken to Sam Spinat on the show before, an accountant. Um, We've spoken to Sam Keats from Keats Accounting on the show before. So yeah, general nature, not to be used as personal advice. All right, that's the disclaimer. Let's get stuck into the show. Welcome to the Dream Home Movement. This is your weekly dose of home and property inspiration bringing you clever tips and advice from the very best experts and real-life reno stories with your host, Joe. Hey, Karen, welcome to the show. It's lovely to have you on. Thanks for having me, Joe. Really glad to be here. What we're talking about today is a practical guide to turning your property goals into reality. And, you know, whatever your property goals are, whether it's buying your first home, buying an investment property, renovating or flipping properties for profit, finances play a very key role. If you haven't got money, (laughs) you can't buy property, for example. So I thought you would be the perfect person to speak to about finances in relation to property, particularly how we can turn our property goals into reality, because I know you do a lot of goal setting work with your clients. So how do you as a financial planner advise your clients around how to set goals, particularly goals relating to property ownership or investment? Basically, all of my initial conversations with my clients are based on their goals. And Every time, um, pretty much every client property comes up as one of the goals. 
And that, that's really great. It's sort of one of the things of being an Australian. It seems to be like it's when you talk about finance, the first step people want to take um, is property. And what I really want to do is drill down into that goal. And I think it's really important whether you're doing this with yourself or with a financial advisor is it can't just be, hey, I want to buy a place. It, it's got to be more detail around that. And so I just keep asking questions until we get to, I guess, the why of the property goal and then break it up a bit further. So um, if someone says, I want an investment property, I say, okay, why do you want that investment property? Um, and, we, you know, often it'll be because I want passive income or I'm comfortable with property or whatever it is, that's fine. It's just understanding that why so that then we can really make a clear goal. So, okay, why do you want it? Um, what does that property look like? What do you think it looks like? What role is it going to play in your future? And then we can really break it down into a time frame because you want to have a really clear goal. Um, unless you've broken up that goal into a time frame and then attached a monetary figure, okay, we think we want to buy a property that's worth 400000 as an investment property, okay, then we can work back what deposit do we need for that. And so when you ask all these questions um, and you do it the same if people want to buy a home to live in, a holiday home, whatever it is, um, you just I just keep asking the questions so we get a really clear goal. So often people will come in with, I want to buy property, and then we walk out of that session maybe with three goals around property as part of our planning. And one might be, I want a home to live in now, I want a, a future home, and I want an investment property. And the important thing is, as I said, to put in a timeline around that. So which of those properties is going to come first? And why is it coming first? So then you might have, okay, well, I need to save X deposit for that first property. And we want to do that in the next one to three years. Um, and, and so you start getting a bit of a timeline. And once you've got those clear property goals, you can put more and more numbers together. I have this discussion with clients without bringing their finances into it. So it really does start with that dream and that goal. And then we can make the finances fit around it later. And we might have to push the goal out a bit or, or you know, change it around, but it's a really good place to start and then bring the money into um, the actual figures that they have access to, to how we can achieve that goal. Yeah, I really like that focus of the the why. So why do you want to purchase property? And, you know, for example, I hear a lot of questions from people around, uh, for example, when they're buying an investment property, what sort of property should I buy? Well, what is your goal? Why, what is your, what do you want to achieve out of buying investment property? Because that will that will guide a lot of that decision-making around what sort of property to buy. And it's the same with setting a financial plan in place for that property. You need to know well, what do you want the outcome to be? And I also like the way that you spoke about setting a goal that's a bit, a bit more, well, not a bit more, a lot more holistic. So we're not just focusing on that one property what do you what do you want to achieve overall as you said it, you know is it to buy a home now but in the future you also would like to add an investment property and then maybe x number of years down the track buy your dream home so it's really looking at that bigger picture when you're setting goals and and then you can put that timeline around it yeah because some people come in they're, they're a little bit mixed up about what they really want and why they want it and sometimes they think they want to buy a property to live in because that's what someone's told them they should do 
but really it turns out the goal is an investment property. And um, it's a very different purchasing experience in investment property because there shouldn't be emotion attached to an investment property. Um, whereas with it's a home you're going to live in, you can't help but keep emotion out of it because it's going to be your space, your sanctuary to live in. So they're very different purchases. So um, it's so important to get it clear before you actually step into it. Um, and that way you're buying the right property for the right purpose and it's going to work better for you. Um, where people can make mistakes with properties, where they don't do this pre-planning, they don't have a clear goal in mind. And um, unfortunately, then they might need to sell to purchase the home or, or whatever it is. Um, they, they get pressure um, that they wouldn't have if they'd had mapped out what was really important and, and put the plan in place first. Yeah, it can avoid a lot of heartache down the track, that's for sure. So what tips do you have for people who have set those clever, those smart property goals, well-thought-out property goals? What tips do you have for them to turn those goals into a reality? All right, so here's my boring one. <laughs> um, you've got to get the basics sorted first. So you've got your goals, awesome. You've got to get your basic day-to-day -day money sorted. So so many people I speak to of all ages are like, oh, yeah, I've just got one bank account and the money comes in and the money goes out and if there's anything left over, I save it. That's not going to cut it when you're saving for a property deposit. Um, it's not really going to cut it in life if you want to get ahead. So you've got to get a really clear spending plan and money structure in place. And once you've got that, then you can choose how much money you're putting towards your property goals. So how much do you need to save for a deposit? You'll be able to see how much you can afford to pay off a property. It really gives you the power to make all those decisions and start allocating money to the goal. So there's the short-term sort of deposit saving part and then the longer term paying off the property if that's part of your goal um, so yeah number one tip get your money situation sorted get a spending plan in place and a really good solid money structure to save towards that goal and number two tip is start researching sooner rather than later so what are the areas that appeal to you? Um, get a feel for the market, like totally understand the area that you're looking to buy in, especially if it's for a home. You really want to sort of spend a lot of time in the area if you don't already know it. Follow the market, become a bit of an expert in the area and what the property prices are doing because time and time again, people, they're like, I'm going to buy a property, I've got my deposit, and then they look in the area that they think they're going to buy and they're like, oh, no, I can't buy there. I don't understand why. Um, so at the same time, you're getting your finances sorted, start doing the research and really understand the market that you're trying to enter into. Uh, it's going to make it a much easier transition when you are ready to buy. Yeah, I think that is so important. And when you are researching a particular suburb or area, actually look at the, the numbers. Our daughter is looking to buy in, she's 19, she's looking to buy, build actually quite soon and she's looking at a few different areas and some people have said to her, you won't be able to afford in that area and she has said, well, no, where are you getting that information from? And it's just things that people have heard whereas she has been following the market very closely. Um, she's been looking at suburb reports from CoreLogic, which I pull for, <laughs> put for her, and also just tracking those monthly median house values and how they're, they're fluctuating. And so she's very well informed around those property prices in the areas that she's interested in. So don't just listen to what people tell you 
actually go and get the data for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's so accessible, the data, and it, it can be as simple as just being on realestate.com.au and all the websites and just watching what's happening every week and, and tracking a house or property and then seeing what it sold for, actually looking at the sold prices as well. And, um, yeah, you don't listen to hearsay, do the research yourself, get the information. I had a friend and she was she was looking for ages. She researched the um, area she wanted to live in. She spent time in the area and, um, you know, the first house she put an offering on, they got. And everyone was so surprised. They're like, oh, my God, you just got a house so quickly. And she was like, you know, I've been researching. I knew what was a reasonable price to pay. I knew what we wanted. And that's why it was a really successful um, purchase for them because they'd spent the time and it wasn't a really quick thing, but that's what it looked like to the outside world. That story is a great example. And, you know, shameless plug here, if you don't want to do the hard work yourself of, of tracking the suburbs that you're interested in, uh, we actually, Carl and I send out a monthly property report. And so our audience, our subscribers and our clients tell us the suburbs that we're interested in and we track them for them and then send that out every month. So if you're interested in that, uh, there's a link, there'll be a link in the show notes. You can just click on that, subscribe to the monthly property report and just let us know if there's, if which property, which suburbs, I should say, so which suburbs you're interested in. And we will add that to our monthly property market report so you can stay on top of all the suburbs that you're interested in without having to do the hard work <laughs> yourself. All right, now that I've got my little plug out of the way, but it's helpful. No, um, I've seen how much work goes into that. It's a great report, so well worth uh, getting your hands on. Oh, Why not have someone do the work for you? <laughs> thank you. All right, what's your next tip? Um, look, I really, if you do have sort of more than one goal around property, it's important to do a bit of a financial model, I think. And this is what I work through with clients in, in their whole financial situation. But, you know, their property goals become part of that as well. So, you know, as I said before, you've got these goals, but then we need to put the finances around them and we need to work out what's the strategy? So when can we afford the first one? When should the second one come into play? And how does that fit in with the other things that are going on in your life? Like, are you having children? Are you having becoming part-time? So getting a whole sort of look at what the future looks like when we put your property goals into it and the purchases into a financial model and seeing the outcomes, you know, in a few years in terms of the cash flow effect, but also the long-term um, asset wealth effect. You can look at 5, 10, 15 years down the track. And I find that really powerful and it helps make decisions um, around those property goals as well when you see what the future can look like. Oh, I love that for a couple of reasons. Um, buying property is, it's a long-term game and it can involve quite a bit of patience <laughs> and sacrifice and sometimes you might feel like it you know it's never going to happen but if you've got the plan a plan in place and you can visually see no that's okay this it's not happening now but it's part of my plan that this is happening in two years time for example I think that can help you stay motivated and not you know start to feel despondent when you can see the plan um, and know that it yeah it's definitely happening but then also that extra piece of motivation to see 
what the outcomes could be based on some financial modeling, that's really motivating. Like this is why we're sacrificing. This is why we're putting in this hard work right now because this is what we can look forward to in the future. So I, I love that idea. Yeah, I find it it's really helpful and powerful to give you that control over your life. And, and as you said, see why you're going through this, um, the saving period, but also the first year of property ownership, it can be kind of tough. You're not used to having mortgage repayments and that actually gets easier and, and you're paying off more principal over time. But that first year is can be a bit of a shock to the system. So actually seeing what that looks like and seeing beyond that um, really gives you that energy to push through and keep working towards that goal. My number four tip is having a bit of a protection plan in place. So um, property usually involves debt to go alongside it. That's how we usually fund property purchases initially. Um, And you really need to have a backup plan uh, if something goes wrong. So that's where we have that. If you've got your money sorted in the first, um, as per my first tip, you'll have a bit of a buffer, some, some surplus cash you can call on if it's an investment property and it's not rented out for a couple of months for whatever reason, um, you've got money to call on there. Um, And also having all of your insurances in place, life insurance, income protection, what happens if you're injured or ill or can't work for a period of time, having that in place, it just, again, stops you from having to, um, you know, make decisions that you wouldn't want to make. So under that pressure. So, um, you know, selling a property, you don't want to have to sell a property unless it's on your terms. And if you're hit by a financial shock or an injury or illness, they're the times that you absolutely don't want to have to be selling a property um, or making changes in your long-term plan. So having that backup plan, um, cash buffer, the right insurance is in place when you're entering into a property strategy is so important um, it's just protection you don't want to have to call on these things hopefully you never do but just gives you that confidence that you've got everything in place to move forward and, and pursue those goals and nothing's going to get in the way yeah it gives it gives you that peace of mind and I, I really love what you said there is that you want to make decisions on your own terms particularly when it comes to deciding whether or not to sell or hold a property you want that to be on your terms, not something that you've been forced, feel or feel that you've been forced into. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And my fifth one, my fifth point, my last point on turning your goals into reality, and you've sort of already touched on it, is get the team together, okay? So there are experts in all these different areas around property that can help you make the right decisions at the right time. So um, I can help with those things that getting your money sorted, the protection plan, the financial model. They're all things that I can help in that journey, setting those goals. Mortgage broker. You need to have a great mortgage broker that is on your side. You need to chat to Carl and get everything in place even before you're considering purchasing. So you go in, you have a chat and you work out what you can afford. You get the property report that um, you put together you're armed with all the information that you need to make these decisions. Um, you also want to have a great accountant on your team. Um, they can help make sure that the strategy that you're going for is going to work from a tax basis as well, that you're structured correctly. Um, you know, having holding a property in the right structure is so important because, as you said, property is a long-term game. It's not something we jump in and out of generally. And whilst you may not have 
huge assets right now. The goal is that in the future you will and that property is part of that. So holding it in the right place, especially an investment property, is so important and that's where your accountant comes in. And I often um, say, look, getting a buyer's advocate on your team as well, um, especially in the investment property space, but can also be really helpful to first home buyers. Help uh, get them to help you choose the right property um, for your goals. Um, they're experts in that and they can really help. So get the team on your side and they will not only save you money in the long run, but just help you make the best decisions for you to achieve your goals. Uh, team is so important. This is not the time to DIY. This isn't a craft project. This is a big project that involves a lot of money. Uh, and if you're not sure what a um, buyer's advocate does, there's an episode that I published in September 2020. So just scroll back through your feed a little bit. And there's an episode about what a buyer's advocate actually does, what the process involves, of, you know, of working with a buyer's advocate and why you should consider, have a think about engaging one for your next purchase. So yeah, you definitely want a team and you want to make sure that you've got a team of people that are willing to work together, <laughs> which sounds really obvious, doesn't it? But you just want to make sure that they are amenable to working with other <laughs> It sounds really yeah. silly. Back me up on this, Karen. Then. No, absolutely. <laughs> I think uh, some people sort of think that they can do it all or um, or just not used to working with other professionals. But I, I love it because you learn things along the way and you can really support each other. And I've just seen it time and time again where people haven't worked together, sadly, like an accountant and a financial advisor and mortgage broker. They're not on the same page. And it might be might not be on purpose. It might be that the client is sort of keeping them separate. But if you can get everyone working together, the results are just so much better um, yeah. and you're all working towards your the client's goal, right? So instead of you just trying to achieve these property goals, you've got a whole team of people that are all invested in achieving your goals with you and, and it's amazing and it works so well when everyone's on the same page um, communicating together. Yeah, draw on their, draw on their expertise for sure. Um, it, it will definitely benefit you. Well, that was super helpful. Thank you so much, Karen. Five tips to help you turn your property goals into a into reality. And um, this was a very practical episode. So uh, thank you so much. Now, if you're interested in purchasing an investment property, I will pop a link in the show notes to our property investment guide, Getting Started with Property Investment. And that does actually mention Karen as one of our recommended professionals to have on your team when you're planning to buy an investment property. It covers everything that you need to know to take those first steps towards um, buying an investment property. And Karen, if people want to find you, follow you, get in contact with you, how do they do that you can find me on instagram at your life and money matters that's a and d money Ma your life and money matters which is a and d not the ampersand um and my website is www.yourlifeandmoneymatters.com and same with facebook is at your life and money matters or you can get me on the phone 039001 7617 or hello at ylmm.com.au so Plenty of ways to reach out, follow me um, for my tips on Instagram 
I like to share as much as possible there to help people on their money journey. I'll pop links to all of those in the show notes. And you've also recently released an ebook. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so what I wanted to do was just help people get on top of their money. So I alluded in sort of my first tip is to get your money sorted. And I absolutely help people with that, um, my clients with that if they want to. But I thought more people out there need help and they might not want to work with a financial advisor to do that. So I put all of my sort of knowledge around your money plan and, and spending plan into an ebook. Um, I released it last month. It's called the Your Life and Money Matters Guide to Money the secret to your money matters. And it's a really practical guide, just how to put all these money bits and pieces together. And um, you can find a link to that through Instagram um, to grab that. And just the goal of that is really to help more people get on top of their money. And I think um, all the information you need to get set up right is there. You just need to give it a go. Oh, I love that. Super comprehensive and a great place for people to start with um getting their finances sorted and and getting some structure around that. And I love the way that you communicate on your socials and in your ebook as well. It's very accessible. This doesn't need to be scary, complicated stuff when, um, when we've got you breaking it down for us. So yeah, definitely worth checking out. Well, thank you again so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Jo. Thanks for joining us on the Dream Home Movement. Be sure to come over and say hi on Facebook and Instagram. I hope that your Dream Home projects are going well and I look forward to chatting with you again next week.